I'm not so sure what's so funny over there. Oh, you can, add it, to, you can add it to the meme of the day. Yes. <laughs> so, so tomorrow. Hi, so tomorrow. Hi, tomorrow. Video what? of the day. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to live Ooh, from Rams. I didn't flip the day. From, you know, I did. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. No, it's a funny story about that. Uh, <laughs> welcome to uh, Live from Rabs from Inside Rabs Country Lanes. Uh, today is episode 25. 20 uh, it's day 30 of the quarantine. I, I counted, uh, I think, if I counted it right, starting from March 17th. We didn't flip it yesterday. We did. I flipped it. Yeah, so then we didn't flip it the day before. Oh, maybe I you didn't flip it Easter, she flipped it one instead of two. Oh. Uh, so we were we had bad information yesterday. Oh. Yesterday was not day twenty eight. It was twenty nine. We're gonna have to uh, print a, uh, a retraction <laughs> and a correction. So. Uh, you know we have a, a new uh, a new a new addition to our table. To set. So I felt it was necessary because yesterday Frankie was talking about feeling very tense. Or he talked about his now, I won't call it road rage. He was having some problems driving around Staten Island and uh, maybe some problems in the bank or somewhere. So we talked about him trying to get him more zen and more relaxed. So I brought in a diffuser for him today and we're diffusing some uh, nice spa-like relaxing scents. It's actually, it's actually blowing towards me. <laughs> yeah, if, if, I, if, my, if my allergies start kicking in, we know why. No, that shouldn't bother uh, you. It's, it, it's that's essential, I know. Linda yeah. shot. Uh, these are doTERRA? Is this the doTERRA? They are doTERRA, yes. Uh, I do like the little doTERRA mints. The little, the, the little mint gel things. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, th thank you for thinking of my health and my well being. I always, always, um, always. Why does Kevin take fake news? Uh, fake news. Oh, because, oh, of, the because of the the day. Oh, the day, yeah. Um, correct now. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I did get some text messages yesterday. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I didn't, I didn't think I was that off. Was I that bad yesterday? Well, you just, it, it's funny because sometimes when you start to talk about something, it's, well, you know, this bothered me. And then you start to realize once you start talking about it, you have a little bit of pent up, I don't want to call it rage, but there was a little something there. It's anxiety. We're all feeling anxiety. This is a, this is tough. I did sleep. I did sleep a little better. That should the help. The music didn't come on. Although it's <laughs> sitting in the kitchen last night near the thing. It keeps trying to go on, so you hear it click, and it says error on the screen. So as I'm sitting there eating my dinner, it's just click, 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 click. Don't click. talk about like. But, don't say and that. I don't know. We're good. We're in good shape. I, 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 I guess I have to apologize. I, but for ranting yesterday. No, it was kind of funny. Okay. Well, this is good. We were ratings bonanza. We had we had Kenny Soto on as a guest. And it was just us. We talked about some zoo animals. We talked about stress. <laughs> it was the show about complete, completely yeah, nothing. Yesterday. And we had more views on yesterday's show uh, <laughs> after we logged off than we had in in, in, a, in a couple of days. So That's there was something to be said about scary. you and I. What can I say? Now today, Frankie, today you. they're not here to see you and I. No, uh, they, no, they no, could, no. They, not could, today. they could give to about you. And and you I. could tell I'm excited. I'm excited because <laughs> I love Norm too. Because you, you never know what's going to happen here on live from Rams, right? You really never don't. know. You never know. A guest doesn't show up. 
We have to fill some time. We have to banter and talk and fill an hour, and then we filled 80 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we were a little worried. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, hey, uh, we're going to kick off today's show uh, with our special guest, the, the one and only uh, PBA champion, PBA Hall of Famer, uh, Norm. Let's do it. <laughs> and anytime, and anytime we see you, uh, Naz always, always is always good. Is always good for that. Yeah. Hey, Norm. Hello, hello. How, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. The diffuser is having a common effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> if I lose it and fall asleep, you know why. <laughs> I have I have that I'm having that I'm having that feeling. Wait wait wait! It reminds me of a scent that's used in in. Oh, <laughs> now we just oh, have, now we got lights. Wow. Sorry for it to, to go. Uh, so hey, how are you holding up? It, 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 how's the weather in sunny Florida? It looks a little looks a little sunny today. As you can see behind me, we're looking at probably about eighty five today. So it's wonderful. Oof. If you're going to be pent up, this is not a bad spot to be. I guarantee it. Uh, it's tough on everybody, we know, uh, but I, it's nice to be at least comfortable when you start. And um, we still have golfing around here, so we can go golfing at any breath. Oh, well, that's that, that's. Uh, I mean, people could go golfing here, and they're doing it anyway, even though the, the golf yeah, courses are closed. Yeah. Now they're keeping people off the golf courses. Good. Now they should. Yeah, they. Uh, Why should they? Let's talk about that. Why should they keep people off the golf course? Well, I guess maybe within their group, they're not uh, social distancing, maybe. You know, if you're playing with two or three people, maybe they're just too close to each other. I don't know. I don't know. I miss golf myself. Hey, you know what? They're taking advantage of going out on a golf course and golfing for free. Uh, so as a business owner, that bothers me. Well, uh, my facility is being forced to close. And you know what? I might be a little jealous there, Norm. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that. Maybe uh, because I paid for my golf yesterday, so they, we didn't get it for free. Oh, no. We've and, got freeloaders. Uh, but Naz, we each get our own cart, and we don't touch the pin. I and we stay away from everybody. Um, you know? Yeah. You know, I guess I guess because people – in New York, they always kind of like to push the envelope of what is allowable. That's why you guys aren't allowed to do anything. <laughs> yeah. right. We're like the bad kids in class. We we have to be forced to do things or else a mere suggestion doesn't do it. And of course, yeah. the attorneys in here, uh, Mr. Barinello, and he's saying that the, the, the public courses are getting over uh, overcrowded. Yeah, so people will do uh, that. that makes sense. Uh, on a regular, if you're, you're right, it should make sense. Get your own cart. You have the social distancing would be, but because we can't. Yeah, we can't listen. We we it's the way it's the way things are. Uh, You'll have a lot more people there than we do here. Well. Yes, yeah. yes. And then, so how are you holding up uh, being cooped up at home? I'm doing great. Other than it seemed like I lost a lot of my gumption when we came back from the tour. Uh, normally, I'm in the gym every day, and and uh, I wake up early in the morning, and I do something really physical. Uh, Wow, it's three weeks before I could even, you know, do a push-up. <laughs> for some reason, I, I just have been so lazy. Now, here in the last, let's say, 10 days, much better. I'm getting on my bicycle most every day, at least that, or golf or something physical. But, boy, for a while, I could not seem to snap out of it. 
Okay, Norm, walk or ride when you play golf? Ride. We're forced to here in Florida. Oh. Otherwise, people right. would pass out. It gets hot. Oh, yeah. Okay. It All gets right. hot and there's too many old people. Well. <laughs> too many old people. Hey, you're talking about me now. <laughs> open, right. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you there. No. All right. So somebody, somebody's asking, what's your handicap in golf? A lot. <laughs> I'm a 10 playing probably to a 12 or a 13 right now. I'm stupid bad, but hey. But it's fun. It's great. It's a great sport. I love golf. I love golf. It's fun until you until you throw your club and you hear that. <laughs> I've done that. So uh, yeah, have you? Yeah, it, it is. It's it's fun. It it is it is fun. It is it's frustrating, but it it but it is fun. It's out. I think it's a such a nice compliment to bowling because it's outside. It's in the sun. You kind of get to be outside for a while, for a period of time where you could say nobody can really bother you. So, so you, yes, you say you throw golf clubs occasionally. Do you, do you <laughs> I, know, I, I did it once. <laughs> oh, you did once. Have you ever kicked a ball return at Raps? Never. I've never kicked a ball return, ever. Have you ever gotten on to somebody who kicked a ball return at Raps? Yes, I have. Was it mean? <laughs> oh, <those are> kids. <laughs> our, our, our producer said no, it was her kids. Because <laughs> I'd be like, back off, lady. <laughs> I'll bring Weber down here and see how you like that. Uh, we, we had this conversation. Uh, this, was, this was a little rant, not yesterday. This is a rant. Uh, we, so the other day, we went behind the scenes with our head mechanic. And as you can imagine, any head mechanic having what to say about somebody punching equipment or kicking ball returns. Uh, and so I went on this little rant about how, what we say to people because it drives us bananas. It absolutely drives You know, I don't walk into your house and kick you crap. Right? <laughs> the, the, the ball return that didn't throw the ball down the lane. Like, you know, on a good on a good day, you may not say that, but you know. Right, correct. Rab, everywhere, I mean, excuse me, Frank, any, anywhere you're invited from now on, you just gotta walk in and kick something. <laughs> I like it. I'm in. I'm in. He won't do that. No. He would want to, but I don't think he can bring himself to do it. I think we get more excited when we are physically bowling and it happens near us. Like, dude, you have I'm right no, here. You have no respect for anything. I'm right here. I'm right here. Hi. Hi. And I love when the rest of the league looks at you. <laughs> they look at me. Right. You can do anything about that? You heard that? <laughs> yeah, I heard it. And then everybody else is ready to tell you who, who did it if we didn't already know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, on, the, on the bowling tour, when you, uh, I, you know, I, I don't kick racks, but I've seen it a lot of times. <laughs> if a guy kicks a rack and it makes a lot of noise, you get two different responses from the players. You know, half of the field are looking at them like, how dare you, man? These people are our host. And you're supposed to, and then the other half are like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanted to do that. Glad you got it out. <laughs> are they clapping because they wanted to do it, or the fact yeah, that they, they got or they got to pay the fine, and so you know, there's a little bit more. There's some money. There's some money being shelled out. Well, I mean, the people are just thinking about kicking that rack for two or three hours while they're bowling. <laughs> no one's doing it, so it's kind of a build up, a build up. And when somebody does it, they're like, "He did it! He did it! Look!" Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who's the bigger? Who's the biggest offender? I might. I might know the answer to this one, but 
Oh, well, you know, the, the, it's notorious. Uh, in Las Vegas, uh, Nick Milnikoff, he, he laid into one at, uh, at the old showboat that stopped the field. And it knocked the rack over, uh, knocked the top over. So he had to reach over and pick it up and he adjusted it. And he looked like he was real embarrassed, but he just took a step back and then wailed on it again. <laughs> he caught it all the second time. I mean, we were all stopped and it was very quiet. Everybody's watching him. And so the second time when he hit it, 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 it just echoed throughout the building. <laughs> Yeah, that was probably two thirds of the people clapping and only yeah. <laughs> uh, the second time, especially. He swayed us there. I, I, you know what? It was as bad as it is. It was fun. I got be. I was there. <laughs> well, listen. I hope nobody feels that this is an endorsement no. of a of abusing equipment. I'm sure. There's, don't take it. That there's way. no way. three strikes you're out deal. This is a don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. A public service announcement, courtesy of Norm Dude. <laughs> <laughs> we should we, we should keep that, and then we'll we'll share it. Yeah. You know, when somebody does it, we'll just text them that little snippet. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> or a little airdrop as they as they walk by. <laughs> so, hey, you were both. You know, you guys are on tour bowling, uh, put to a halt. Uh, so you, you talk a little bit about not being able to get. You, you feel like you're not in your regular regimen, but what did that? What was that? What did that feel like? Hey, I have this job and all of a sudden, boom, uh, we're not bowling. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the rest of the world. It was out of nowhere. Um, all of a sudden we have a pandemic. Uh, what we knew is that, you know, something started in China and is likely gonna reach us. Uh, we didn't pay much attention to it for the first, I guess, six or seven days that we were uh, in Las Vegas. And then uh, here we go with, we're going to bowl tomorrow without fans. And then we're going to uh, postpone a couple of three shows. And then we're going, you know, kudos to the PBA. Um, some of us looked at it and said, wow, is this not overkill? Uh, we, we knew nothing about it. We're bowling all day, but uh, the PBA had their hands around what to do. I think they handled it perfectly. They got a show out of the deal. Uh, with the uh, world championship at the end, and then they postponed all of the animal patterns. Uh, it was it was unique to say the least. We'd never done anything like that, especially bowling in front of no one. That was weird. Uh, I was doing commentary for the world championship. There was no fans, so it seemed like there was dead air the whole time, which there wasn't, but it seemed like that. So it was different for all of us. And, um, you know, my 39 years out there, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, but look, they, they handled it good. We got home. Everybody, as far as I know, everybody was safe and we're staying safe. We're doing just like, you know, look at your bowling center right now. It's empty because uh, we all know this is important and we want to get back to bowling. Yeah, we, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're itching and, and, some, and, and a lot of our folks are. And of course, yeah. we love the question, when are we going to open again? I, <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> Everybody's going to have to drill new balls. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> they are. I'm looking at my, my thumbs look identical right now. <laughs> and no, no, my thumbs never look identical. Uh, it's going to take a couple of weeks, I think, to get our hands built back up. So what is before this forced layoff? What was your longest layoff before? Well, you know, and as about the last 10 years, I've purposely taken at least six weeks off. Maybe even if I can get to eight weeks, that's fine every year. Uh, usually it's at the end of the year. Uh, 
but you know, I have to, I have to refresh. I have to get all the bowling out of my head. Otherwise I just get complacent with whatever, you know, if I'm bowling good. Okay. If I'm not okay, because you're fried and you're tired and you just, yeah. it's all you've done the whole year. So I try to starve myself for a couple of months and that way I get just like I am now. I get a Lansing. I get to thinking about it. I get to dreaming about it occasionally where uh, you dream about the game of bowling. Maybe uh, you're bowling somewhere and some guy's kicking the rack. I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, the difficult part is to uh, realize that no one's bowling. It, you get up every day. It seems like we go through this guilt trip. Man, I haven't bowled in a month and a half. My God. Where I'm, well, no one has. Yeah. So get over it. <laughs> so I have a funny story. From Don't tell funny stories because they're always the bad side. <laughs> no. Well, no, I wouldn't say it's the bad side. It is kind of funny. It's from Scott Irwin, who worked at Carolier. And he said that uh, there was a snowstorm one day and you were late for your squad. So you asked where you can park and there were no spots. So you rammed your rental into the snowbank and left it there. <laughs> Might you remember that? <laughs> I moved the snowbank a little bit, so I, could, <laughs> I don't know that. You know, it depends on who's telling the story. I was making more parking, <laughs> and it worked out fine. I mean, I got there, I got all my shots in, and, and I bowled pretty good. And I came back outside, and it had snowed more, and I was basically under that bank. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, it's one thing about people they, they don't really understand is we follow the snow. So all of my life, every day in the winter tour, it was snowing somewhere. It, it, everywhere we went, it, we followed it. So that's why I live in Florida now, so we can get a break from that Get snow. away from it. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know the rules. We don't know that you're not supposed to move the snow. <laughs> <laughs> if, there is, if there's a dump truck there with one of those little snow pushers in front. It's called a plow, yeah. Yeah, plow, we'll get in and go. Let's move it off. <laughs> There's only a few of those in the whole state of Florida. Right yeah. If they there are We don't have any at all. <laughs> Frank, my son is 23 years old, and he has never seen snow in his life. Wow. True story, yeah. Crazy to imagine. You need so I tell him all the time, let's go. Let's go see some snow. And he goes, nah, Dad, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with not right. knowing what it's it looks cold like. It's cold, and yeah, that's good. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's funny you say that because we've real we have really had a mild winter, very um, mild. And although it did snow uh, like a flurries the other day uh, during before all that crazy weather, uh, so really this year anybody we don't know we really didn't get much snow. So either that means this upcoming winter, oh we're doomed. Yeah. Uh, but I I I like the change of seasons. I like that this. I don't mind that. Listen, do I really want to shovel the crap? No, but uh, it is it is what it is. But I like that. I like the change. I don't think I could live in sunny Florida. I don't. Think well, I, I will tell you this. I used to say that also, and I think that as you get a little older, you really like the warm weather a lot more than you enjoy the change of season. Okay, that's my point of view. So. Well, my wife says she can tell when it's about to rain just based on how her knees feel. Well, snow's the same way, just your knees feel worse. So once you get to about my age, it starts uh, inclement weather outside and, uh, you know, all heck breaks loose. So, no, no, I like Florida. 
<laughs> right. You know what? Her her she has pains when it rains. I don't. So I'm waiting my turn on that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem to care. Not yet. Nope. Hey, you're speaking of uh, bowling up here at Carolina Lanes, which is a is a favorite uh, spot for a lot of uh, our fans that have been able to take the opportunity, like myself, to go watch a watch an event over the years. Uh, but you've got. A, do you have a favorite tour stop? Wow, you know, most of them are favorites for other reasons than the host center or the city. Now, I do have those that I despise. I do, <laughs> uh, but but all the others, as long as they're accommodating, and we have paddock space. That's my that's my pet peeve. Is you go to work every single day, and they put us in a closet with seven thousand bowling balls, and it's it's just it's unfair sometimes just trying to get in and out. Uh, aside from that little pet peeve. Um, most of the hosts are so wonderful that they all run into, you know, they run together. So you get finished with a four week, uh, uh, four, four weeks of tour stops. Sometimes it's even hard to remember what centers you went to because they just all blend in and it's just sure. been like one big long bowling day. Um, my favorites seem to be the majors because they're worth more. They're, they carry so much more baggage with the major. You know, you don't sleep as well at night. Uh, if you make the show, you won't sleep at all, typically. Things like that, I don't know why we'd like it, but we do. <laughs> it's it's something that you like, right? Yeah, the, the right? That gives you the adrenaline, the juice yeah. to, 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 to get you going. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, Rob Butler here shares a, a, a story. He is a, a, he is a Norm Duke fan. Uh, you apparently gave him, you gave him a bowling ball in 1991. Rob was 11 years old, and that was the day he became a Norm Duke fan. That's pretty cool. It cost me a bowling ball to get a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know how many bowling balls I'd have to have to have a, a full gallery? <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about centers in the paddocks. Uh, my friend John Lacido hosted. Uh, was the host of the Open. Uh, he was talking about the fancy paddock you guys had, uh, or like, or uh, it was this huge empty space under construction. Uh, he was ex he was excited, and at the same time, he was apologizing to everybody about it. He tells the story about how you guys just loved the fact that you probably had the most space. The most ever. space, right? Oh, by far, yeah, the most space, and that's <laughs> all we care about, really. You can put us out there in the rain; it's okay. <laughs> just don't make us step over all the bowling balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, John just—he does a great job in all of them. No matter what he's doing, he's a proprietor over here. He's a USBC. Uh, uh, I think what past president? I don't remember. I mean, but, he's, uh, he's, a, he's been involved in the industry, yeah. Yeah, and then he's also a host, and he did a fabulous job in Lincoln. It was awesome. So, as far as cities, what do you think is your favorite city to visit? Well, Phoenix is not bad for obvious reasons. California is always good. I like it when it's warmer. I do because you can, you know, you have more to do after you're bowling. Uh, oftentimes the weather is so bad. You finish bowling. You just got to try to get home much less right. you can do at night. You just get home. Um, but uh, favorite cities. I, I really like Dallas because I grew up there and I know so many people uh, that, that come out to watch. And many of them I haven't seen for 20 or 30 years. So it's, you know, it's wonderful in that way. 
I like I like Indianapolis because of Woodland Bowl and all of the people there. Just the people in that facility. They've all been around for my whole career. We're talking 40 years. I feel like they're family. Yeah. Um, I really like Indy. There are others, of course. Uh, how could you not like Portland, Maine, by the way? And when you talk about favorite cities, wow. <laughs> when you walk into that bowling center, uh, you know, bowling changes when you walk in there. It's a whole new set of rules. It's a, it's, it's a culture that nobody understands until you get to see it. Well, my first day of, 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 of actually watching the, the, uh, the matches, when I walked in, I wasn't the first match of the day, so there was a match going on. It was live TV, and I walk in, and I see the scoreboard way off in the distance, and they had four nine misses in five and a half frames. So really 11 frames had been bowled. Four of them are nine misses, and these are by the greatest pros. And I said, well, something's up, you know. What's up? And then all of a sudden, poof, there's another nine miss. I hear air, and I said, I said to Rick Benoit at the time, I said, Rick, what's up? He said, Norm, you're freaking out. And I'm hearing the noise, and I'm going, that's what they're doing over there? <laughs> I told all of my folks, I said, look, all the Dallas trackers, I said, the last thing you do over here, practice area, as you shoot spares, and imagine that somebody's trying to tackle you. Imagine <laughs> people yelling and trying to mess you up. Everything you can put in your imagination, put there, because it's going to be tough. Very first shot I threw was at a two-pin, and I missed a foot. <laughs> That was the one. Oh, gosh, embarrassing. But until you can feel that emotion while you have a ball in your hand and you're supposed to take six steps and roll it where you're supposed to, it, it, it's beyond belief. And it's something now that we can't wait for. We, can't, we just can't wait for it. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, 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 it's great to hear that you guys talk like that because there are so many people, uh, you know, yeah. that, that, that just don't believe in what happens there. So many of the, the purists. They, they, they look at this and they think it's a zoo. It's an, it, it's a, it's crazy. It is. And they, listen, these people tailgate, uh, there's this huge culture that's driven around it. And I think it's great. Listen, do you want that on every tour stop? I don't think so. Heck no. But how do you, so we're so used to the very quiet noise when you release, how do you, you know, you talk a little bit, but how do you truly prepare for that? Like, well, that's what you do is you tell everybody, Hey, last thing you do is you imagine that that people are throwing things at you and you have to dodge cars. <laughs> Whatever it is you've got to imagine to make it almost unplayable, you try to build that scenario and then you go over there and it's much worse. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> Plus it means so much. You've got, you've got not only the four guys that are on your team, but typically their families are right there behind you too. So you're carrying the weight of the whole team and their families. And when you do something really stupid, <laughs> it hurts worse than anything and so the whole time you're just saying hey look i'll just take anything non-stupid right now <laughs> well so i'll just take a nine spare and get me out of here <laughs> yeah, uh, talk a little bit about the, the the team atmosphere we were talking last week with uh i guess was it carolyn dell yes we were talking with carolyn and dell last right. week about how you know you're out there bowling for yourself for the for most of the time, right? And so put yourself in this team atmosphere. Forget about the the venue. Just the, the fact that you guys are bowling as a team, uh, and how you guys prepare for that. 
uh, and what that means for you for you individually, but as well as a team, because you look forward, you're saying you look forward to it, but what does that really mean for you? Well, it's scary, and and uh, it's the only team event we get for the year, so I guess it's like us going to nationals for most of the bowlers, so, you know, it's just the event. As soon as you get in the car and you, you start going to the airport, you start thinking about, whoa, boy, here it comes. And you're scared out of your wits when you get there because you know what's going to happen. You just know. And, you know, literally, you, you were talking tailgating. At 7.30 in the morning, they're tailgating. We don't even start till noon. And so you drive up at 9 a.m., let's say, and here are women throwing hatchets at, 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 at a hybrid. And over there, there, there are girls trying to split logs this big around in two, and they're having competition. And, you don't even want to bowl at that point. You're like, hey, this is good stuff here. Where do I get my ticket? And then the same people are going to come in and watch you bowl in about three hours. And and they're not going to like it if it's all quiet. No. <laughs> no, they're going to give it to you. And it's sweet because they come up with nicknames that this was the greatest thing is, you know, one day uh, Chris Loeschetter was throwing and I hear uh, UPS, UPS, and they're chanting this. And I said, what does UPS mean? And they said, oh, Norm, yesterday you wore all brown and you threw a messenger. So now they're chanting UPS. And so <laughs> they come up with these chants like uh, Simonson. They started chanting juice box because he was 18 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And then, and then Dave Watka gets up one time and he put a little co highlight color in his hair up front. Boy, he's up there styling and they start chanting frosty <laughs> things that they start chanting you you have to actually ask people where that come from <laughs> once you get the source you oh that's beautiful <laughs> and i think it, you're right frank it's 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 a novelty so it, it's kind of it, it's kind of funny it's not probably something you would want every week but when you're out there trying to earn a paycheck but uh, yeah, for uh... yeah, when th when that event takes place and we have it on, oh God, the comments and the, the I can't stand this. This is crazy. Who allows this? Yet they're all watching. They have their eyes glued to it because it, it it's just it's one of those things you just can't take your eyes off. Uh, but it, listen, at the same time, it's you guys are putting on a great show while you've got this thing happening around you, which is awesome. I would tell anybody from here that can make that drive, you have to go check it out. Uh, it's an, it, that is an event like no other that everybody should, every good, awesome bowling fan should go experience, really. Well, yeah, it, you're right. It is a novelty. In no circumstances do we want that every week. No, it would be a zoo, uh, but that's what it is. That's our zoo. That's, mm -hmm. that's our day to go in. And when you win that event, uh, through all of that madness, it becomes so much more special. Um, the guys that do not get drafted, which I'm, I'm a manager, so I feel the people that we can't select and I see them drop off. They are just two different emotions. First of all, they're suffocated because they don't get to go and, and, and participate in that atmosphere. And then they're also lifted. They're saying, all right, next year, this is on me. Next year, this is what I want to do. And, you know, you're, you, you feel bad in one respect and then you feel good in the other about the players and what their, their, uh, their wishes are as far as going to Portland. And you root on them because, you know, that's where they want to be. When the players want to be there that bad, it's something special. Yeah. 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 Hats off to Charlie Mitchell there. And, and, uh, 
So and slow rope. So uh, <laughs> so you seem like somebody who might enjoy some action bowling. I used to. <laughs> so what would you say? What uh, city you would enjoy uh, action bowling? Well, most people think that New York was the biggest action bowling, you know, arena. No, uh, no, no, no. Texas and Oklahoma had it. Now, people from New York think that. <laughs> yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. They just back in the day when I was trying to become a pro, uh, that was your way in. You know, we didn't have college bowling. We had action bowling. And until you could beat the best around your area in their home house, you had no business on tour, none. Because I used to travel and bowl Del Ballard at Jupiter and Gary Dickinson at Meadowbrook and I'd go up to bowl uh, uh, Carson and Armstrong and, and, and Edmund. And you'd go down south uh, to Houston and you had Pete McCordick and all kinds of folks there in Houston that would play. And they'd play for any amount of money. It didn't matter. Right. Well, that was my college right there. And so when I got to New York, it was just different. It was a lot more flamboyant, yeah, a lot more yelling. And, <laughs> you know, when you get a strike, everybody on that team, everybody that's betting that side, they let you know what side they're on. <laughs> Not in Texas. In Texas, they do a couple of hoorahs here, a couple of hoorahs there, and then they just change the money. No, no. New Yorkers, they'd run outside, <laughs> kick the dog. It's crazy. <laughs> The things that the people would do watching a bowling match. So it was great, great fun, no doubt. And scary at times. Yeah. Yes. One time I was in Chicago and, uh, and Joe Vito and I are about to leave. And we have the money. Uh, he's bowled this $100 high, 10 handed over there. And I had been bowling uh, against the Chicago people. And I did really well. So now we're about to leave. And, and uh, the guy's name was Ron Levine. One of his buddies come up to me and he said, uh, where are you going? And we said, we're, we're out of here. We're done. We're done. And he said, well, you're not done yet. <laughs> and we're like, oh, God, here it is. We're not going to be able to leave. And he said, no, no, no. We're going to make sure that you get to your car. Now, once you drive out of the parking lot, you're on your own. But everybody in this bowling center knows where the money is. You've got no chance making it on your own. So they had supported <laughs> it. <laughs> I thought, you're kidding me. We're in jeopardy? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to. Well, I was going to say welcome to New York. Oh, hey, Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Uh, I'm getting some text messages, and I, I, these are stories I won't share. Uh, <laughs> but one of the last times you were here, we had this. This we had the bowl like the pros event on the lanes, and then we had this big party in the bar. Um, oh, yeah. And and the messages I'm getting are that they, <laughs> they remember the good time that we we all had. Um, you and Brian and. Uh, a, a few others, uh, and Brian seems to always get you in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> You're talking Brian Voss. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, see, look, I didn't. He didn't have to say anymore. <laughs> and Pete Weber. Pete Weber was there with us. <laughs> uh, and, and so, so some of the folks that were bowling, you helped out tremendously, and, and they're they're talking about uh, how you have and how you help them. And as a coach, you know, as a bowl, you don't want to. Not everybody has the knack to go and be yeah. able to teach. It takes a special. And eye. there's very few of you that do it, and you do it awesome. And everybody, and every, that's what everybody's remembering. Uh, so, I, and I love hearing these stories. Now that I hear these stories, I'm going to go back to that photo file and pull out those photos that they may not want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. 
hey, what would you say was your, your most has been your most memorable moment on tour? Thus far. Wow, there's so many. I mean, after 39 years, there's so very many. I'm making the bucket to win the, the Grand Slam probably stands out. The 300 game where we bowled uh, uh, the, the league, the team 300, that was huge for us. Something I'll never forget just because of the response from the locals there after it was over. Uh, the party at your place that night, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> you might remember. <laughs> Uh, you, so you started really, so but I don't know if everybody realizes you really had that you started at a young age, you, yeah. you went out on tour. Uh, take us back to that time when you said, you know what, I'm going out, uh, call it 18 years old or so. And you, and, and then this young guy goes and wins a title. Yeah. Uh, what was that drive to keep going? Take us back there. What were you think? What was going on in your head besides maybe I'm crazy? Well, that's all I wanted to do. And I'd already told my mom when I was 13 years old, I said, Mom, that's what I want to do. We were watching the Saturday afternoon telecast and Earl Anthony had just bowled like a 299 game, left a solid nine costing 10,000. And that's what hooked me. I said, $10,000? Oh my God, you can make a living at this. Well, we were in the bowling center and you know, I was just a little junior bowler. I said, mom, that's it. That's what I want to do. So every day I would go and I would work out and, and try and get to a level that, that I could, you know, at least bowl competitively around my city. But then when my father and I moved to the Metroplex, that was kind of like uh, welcome to the machine. That's where I met Del Ballard and Chris Warren, Bill Bowden, Gary Dickinson. Wow. Were those guys good? So good. Once I started to hang with them and, and even start winning, uh, that's when I knew I, I get to, I get to follow my dream here and, and go bowl for a living. And then I win my ninth tournament ever. So you can imagine, not only am I just jacked up, I think this is, this is going to be a great life from now on. And then I went eight years without winning again, eight years worth of, uh, accumulating debt, um, eight years worth of misery. And I call that my college, <laughs> but it wasn't fun. I don't want to relive that. There were so many fun times because I was single. We were traveling all over the United States and, and of course, uh, abroad as well. But more often than not, it was uh, a bunch of sorrow. It was a bunch of letting yourself down, letting your family down, not being able to find a way to get gas, to get to the next city. Uh, yeah, but that was my college. I would not be the bowler I am without those eight years, no doubt about it. What do you think was your... Uh your most disappointing moments? Boy, there's so many. Uh, I know the Masters was disappointing. Mike Edwards and I were bowling the, the semifinal match. I had uh, pretty much ran the field over in that event as far as average, and I was, I was doing very well. All I had to do is win two matches, one against Mike Edwards and one against Mike Albee, who had beat me the night before for the lead, and I should have let it. I let that go. Uh, Mike bowled tremendously, but the edge was on the right side, not the left. I, I should have gotten it. So I thought, just just get this. So I strike or, or, or whatever I had to do to basically win, and I needed seven or eight or nine on the first ball. I didn't need a mark. It was, I believe it was the, the 11th shot. And I left a big four, and it took me right out of play. Mike Edwards goes on to play Mike Albee. Uh, I'll never forget that because 
I should have the night before. I should have that day. And I let myself down. And that hurts. When you know you've got the game and it's set up perfectly for you and you can't get it done, I hated that. Uh, other things I hate is the little things, like missing a cut. Uh, just, just missing a cut or not even – just missing missing the check when you need, a, let's say, a, a double or a mark in the tenth to make a check. And you, and you miss that. And you've got to live that for four days before the next event. You've got to the chance, right? <laughs> yeah. And then when that event starts, all you remember is missing the cut the week before with a horrible shot. So you're thinking, well, it'll probably happen again. You know, so uh, there's so much about uh, pro sports that uh, you live with the good and you live with the bad. And uh, we look at, you know, teams like the Cleveland Browns who haven't enjoyed uh, that much success, uh, success in, in quite some time. Uh, I have a different feeling for the Cleveland Browns now because I know what that feels like, what it has to feel like to the coaches, the owners in the city. Yeah, uh, yeah that that type of thing is more uh, prominent on the tour than anything else because there's only one winner every week and there's all those other losers. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. And you just don't want to be one of those losers. Well, yeah, you can only, there's only one winner. I mean, if you think about it, I've pulled 700-something events. I've lost 660 of them. It dwarfs everything else you do, it seems like, is, is you're always trying to build a game that can, that can contend. And then even when you do, and you do something stupid that you don't win, you live with it forever. Sure. Isn't that fun? So, Isn't that the way we go? Yeah, it sounds like, uh, sounds like a blast. Yeah. No, no, no. Fortunately, you've got a lot of wins under your belt to yeah. make it seem a little bit better. Well, yeah, no, it seems like a lot when you say he's got four. Yeah, but when you look at the, at the totality of it, I feel a lot losing. And so everybody puts me up in this pedestal, you know, and I look at it and go, man, I was there. I, I was there the whole time, and there wasn't that many good times, okay? <laughs> well, now you can do that on the senior tour. Yeah. Yeah, you would think you would think that, you know, the senior tour, not not as hard as the regular tour. Yeah, I've won four times in five years out there. So it's not an easy uh, uh, tour to win on. Uh, the format makes it a little tougher. But look at the players. I mean, the players you get to bowl against when you go out there, uh, they have a lot more titles than the kids tour do. They've had a lot more time to get them, but they're still hard to hard to beat. Yeah, different mentality probably too, right? For a lot of them, a different mentality. Oh yeah, the you know that's one of the reasons I I, I enjoy the senior tour. Of course, it's bowling and you're doing it for a living, uh, but it's not quite the same as the kid tour because the seniors when they finish bowling and they go out to dinner or they go and you know maybe they're sharing a house or something, they go and talk bowling. And I can't take that. I can't. I can't take it. Because I've been bowling the kid tour for three months over here, not even a day off. The day I get off, I've got to go to the league, then I've got to go over there and do the. Now we get to start the senior tour, and you want to talk bowling? No, no, no. Uh, so I spend a lot of time by myself. As much as I love those guys out there, and believe me, it really is a great crew. I, I can't say enough about uh, the the genuine kindness and and and, and great people out there. But I spend a lot of time by myself because I just have to get away from the sport of bowling at that point. It's just too much in one year. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, if our friend Joe Cal was here, Joe Cal has uh, been our co-host on and off in the show. And one of the things that he, he always asks uh, our professional bowler guests, uh, who who's that one guy out on tour that always seems to get in your way? In my way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, always. You know, it, used to be, it used to be Dave Ferraro. Uh, Dave and I had a great relationship. Great relationship. Uh, I, I will cherish it forever. And uh, one of the reasons that he liked me so much is because I never beat him. And so he was always in my way. Now, we're talking the paddock area. Yeah, you can't get out because... Ferrari's in your way. You got to work the ball out. Well, you got to wait in line behind Ferrari. You got to wait on the spinner because Ferraro's on it. I saw him more in my head than I did any other player. Tony Westlake was another one that seemed to just too much of a bulldog for for me to you know enjoy much success against. So when you're saying in your way, yeah, they were in my way, so to speak, but they also taught me a whole lot about how to win. Uh, and, and, and that's good too. Uh, so um, Melissa was just saying, uh, thanks for sharing that everyone's not perfect. Uh, uh, everyone has to go through their ups and downs and it's true. Uh, and so you say that, and you say that very uh, eloquently. Yeah, but say, sharing those stories. So on, and, and as far as a competitor, on the lanes truly, who who's the guy that you just can't beat or, uh, every, every time you go out there? And it, is it the same, is it, through your career well it was those it was those two ferraro stood out because i i really had trouble against him the, all the guys that are out on tour right now uh, i don't have one that i ran that i run over a lot i don't have one that runs me over as much as in the past um I, i'm thankful that i've gotten to enjoy some success uh, more so in the last 20 years and i guess the first 10 but hey if they are in my way, I don't know it yet. You know, I, if they haven't gotten in my head, at least. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. The, the stopper to more people than people stop me. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the best piece of advice you can give a, a youth bowler who's, who's working on their game, trying, striving, and uh, potentially wants to pursue this as a career? You're never as good as you think you are, ever. You'll never be as good as you think you're going to be, and that's okay. That's a process. Um, Walter Ray Williams uh, is the greatest, at least at this point, of all time. And he lost a lot of times, a lot of times he lost. Um, Walter was grounded always grounded he was always humble and when he needed to strike for some reason or another he was able to collect himself and, and get the shot off and have a great chance uh so i would call walter and ask him what to do <laughs> i'd say keep your head people it, it uh it is pro sports there are more losers than there are winners it is tougher than you might imagine because you have to beat the best in the world every single day. It's not a time clock where you have to put your eight hours in. No, you've got to go beat somebody. And, uh, you know, here a dozen down in line, you got Amletto, you know? So what my point is, is however deep you go through that roster, you've got somebody there that's world-class. 
if you want something easy, it's not what you want. Yeah. But if you want something that's really difficult that that you'll that you love, hey, pro bowlers, I I have no problem with it. That's great. And, and you, you talk about Walter Ray. Is that bowling with one hand or two hands? Either. <laughs> <laughs> Look, people, you know, at some point they make fun of Walter because he uses two hands. Look, I bowl with him on the senior tour. He goes a lot better the last three games with two hands than he does with one. He knows where the advantage advantages. He's not quite as good at two hands. He is with one. Nobody's better with two hands in the later stages of a round than he is with one hand in the later stage of a round. Uh, look, you can't have more respect for Walter Ray than I do. You can't do it. It's impossible. I mean, if it wasn't for him, I would probably even have a more decorated career. Uh, but I'm so glad that I got to watch that and I got to learn from, from him. And I'm a better bowler because of Pete Weber and Walter Ray. Uh, Marshall, Mark, Earl, uh, those guys are so good. It's crazy. They're better than I will ever be. But they they helped me be better. It, it, the, the tour, you've got a lot of young guys on the tour now and who all I'm sure are talking the way you're talking about these other guys. They're talking about you right. in that same class. And and, and I would agree with that. Uh, the, this group of, of young professional bowlers, these athletes, uh, who, who do you think is going to be the it's a surprising star uh, move, uh, in, moving forward. They're already showing their faces. Uh, of course, Belmonte, you, you, you know, he's so far above the rest of the field, uh, honestly. Uh, but if you look at Tackett and Simonson, oh, my God, they are just – let's add Prather to that because he's getting it. Uh, they just put their head down, and they go about their business at such a young age – they go about their business like they've been there forever. And then all of a sudden you got uh, you got Simonson throwing a, a reverse, a backup ball with two hands, winning tournaments. That was my perfect bowler. I remember somebody said, what's your perfect bowler? I said, it's a two-hander on the first shot, a one-hander on the second shot, but the two-hander has to go both ways. He went both ways. That was the first time I saw anybody win a tournament going both ways. Even though Roth did it on a couple of occasions just to try to get through a round. He wasn't winnable with it. Uh, I watch stuff like that, and that blows me away. And then I watch their 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 mental games. Um, as much as Simonson occasionally, uh, he has a little you know anger at times. Most of them, wow, they are so disciplined. They're in great shape. Um, there's not a whole lot of fat people out there. Uh, look. It, it, it is the uh, same thing with golf. You know, you used to have some heft out there on the golf tour yeah. in the 60s, 70s, 80s. You don't anymore. Yeah. Uh, those guys can hit it a long way, and they're athletes. So I think that I'm so proud of the bowlers, the kids. I'm proud of the way that they handle themselves. I'm proud of the way that they invest in their, their craft. Uh, they're so respectful. Um, most of them, I, I get along with all of them, okay, all of them. But they're special in the sense that some of them are younger than my son. And they treat me just like I'm a brother. And that's cool as heck. Because my son doesn't treat me like a brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's your personality. You open, you open the door for that. Yeah, and, absolutely. And as one of the great ambassadors for our sport, you, you certainly do open yourself up uh, to be very likable and want to have you around and not be grandpa, uh, for sure. <laughs> So, so when you were younger, was there a bowler that you kind of 
maybe tried to fashion your game after or somebody you looked up to? Sure. In many, in many ways, Gary Dickinson is always my, my idol. He and George Pappas, when I was a kid and, Very and I watched the bowling tour, I needed those guys on. I needed them on. I loved to watch Marshall. Loved it because you just never knew what you were going to get. <laughs> I love to watch Mark and, and Earl just because uh, one was setting trends and one was winning everything. Um, but I, I enjoyed the bowlers for different things. Like I really liked the way Jim Stefanich handled himself uh, on and off the lanes. I really appreciated that. Uh, I, I enjoyed the, uh, the knowledge that some of the players exhibited back then where I was a sponge. I just wanted to hang out with him just to learn. I mean, Coco Johnson, uh, Don Johnson, uh, Jimmy Johnson's dad, what a wealth of knowledge he had. And man, I got to hang with those guys. So it was awesome in that regard. I, I kind of like to think that the younger players look at us the same way now, but as we did, they take it to a new level. Uh, the kids today are better than uh, I was when I was their age. Uh, I was better than the people before me at their age. It is the evolution, but it's one that I sure appreciate. And I watch these kids go at it and I say, man, they've got game. I mean, guys like Marshall, uh, Marshall Kent, uh, to, to watch them play bowling, it's, it's really a, a, it's a treat. I'm a fan, everyone, by the way. I'm a fan. And so if you're a fan of bowling, right now is a great time to watch bowling because these guys are really good. <laughs> they are. Really? Yeah. Hey, uh, before we let you go, uh, so we were starting. We started today. We wanted to check in with a, a few of our teammates, and uh, uh, Terry is Rab's royalty here, and, and Terry is joining us. I'm going to bring her in. Uh, we were checking in on her to see how she's holding up with her family. Uh, however, more importantly, uh, she had a nice message that she wanted to share. Terry, it runs our youth programs here, and. Uh, she had, she, I mean, amongst other people, had really nice things to say. So this is going to maybe a little bit of a love fest. But hi, Terry. <laughs> hi, guys. Hi, Terry. Nice to see you. I have my rap shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stand up. I was checking into. Oh, ha ha! I was checking into work today. Uh, that's awesome, well, Terry. Thanks for jumping in. Hey, while we still have Norm, I, you wanted to share a story with Norm. So many years ago, well, not that many, but you came to one of our youth dinners and I was the photographer and you posed for a picture individually, which each and every kid, and they all remembered that and they still have the pictures and you made such an impression on them with that and such an impression on me. It, it was great. It was just wonderful. And you talked to the kids and you took time to really get to know them and ask them questions. My biggest, I'm... Big with the youth bowlers, so to see, and these kids, unfortunately, now are probably in their mid to late twenties. Yeah, I'm bowling against them now. <laughs> in fact, the last I think actually show, Mike Martell might have been there. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, in the last show, they showed a picture of uh, Chris Vi and I when he was six years old, um, with a picture of me. The fact that he kept that all these years. Oh my gosh. And he was taller than you in that photo, I'm sure, right? <laughs> no, I haven't been. <laughs> oh, too funny. Hey, and there are a lot of those stories. In, in the comments here, uh, yeah, every, everybody loves Norman for the right reasons. And so, Norm, we love you too. Uh, hey, we're going to let you go back and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. We really appreciate you ju jumping in with us uh, for a little while and talking bowling. 
Well, thank you. And Terry, I want to respond to your, I think it was kind of a question is you were thanking me for that. Look, uh, I, I'm, I'm human, no doubt about it. And I'm flawed big time. But I bowled at Pro-Am once and uh, I asked the question to my pro, uh, take a look at my game. What would I have to do? And, you know, I was shunned. I was just blown off. And I did. I, I committed at that moment. I was probably 15 years old. I committed that I would never do that. Uh, I guarantee you in 40 years, I've blown people off. I guarantee you I've been, I've been uh, uh, not so desirable at times. But for the most part, I try my very best to don't, not put anybody above me um, or below, by the way. Uh, everybody's equal and treat them in a humane manner. And it's just amazing how wonderful people are. It's just amazing. Listen, it was your decision to pose with the kids. We didn't ask you to do it. You asked me. Oh, I didn't? Yeah. <laughs> so well, I've always really appreciated that for my kids. It's awesome. I tell you what, I, it, one of the greatest things of my whole career is the fact that when people talk to me, at least, they tell me how much they appreciate things that I did before I knew what I was doing. It means a lot. Well, Norm, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being you and thank you for joining us today. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you. You'll be you'll be here before we know it. Uh, yep. And uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Yes. And uh, we'll talk soon. OK, we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, the line is always open. Pop in anytime you want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk. Hey, God love you. all. Love you too. And uh, let's let's get some folks in those bowling centers. Absolutely. We're with you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Norm. Bye bye, everyone. Oh, he's the best. Hi, Terry. Hi. Oh, how are you today? You miss me? Uh, yes. <laughs> Please lie. No, no, no. We really do. Uh, we really do miss you. Um, we really do. This is this is not uh, something that we really want. Yeah, we don't. We're not really happy. We miss everybody. Yeah. Mostly everybody. So, <laughs> Terry, uh, you are taking this in stride with through comedy, which doesn't surprise me at all. And you did, if you didn't catch it, one of your posts was our meme of the day last week. Oh. Um, and uh, oh, your daughter tells us that you're very loud. You're very loud, and she can hear you downstairs. Get over it, Mary. <laughs> uh, how are you holding up? Well, thank God it's a two-family house for three people. <laughs> we haven't killed each other yet. Is it, Bob still Bob still working? Bob's still working. He's in the fire department front lines. Kind of sucks, so, but it's his job. So, do you, does pretty pretty much everybody have a designated area in the house? Yeah, Mary has her apartment and she locks the doors. <laughs> Mine might be the bathroom, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's good acoustics in there. Yes. Uh, what, how are you guys? We're good. We're here every day. Uh, we're, doing? We're, we're hanging. Uh, fortunately, everybody, knock on wood, everybody's healthy. Uh, my brother is working too. Uh, they're kind of doing the three day, one day three day off rotation in the house, in the fire department, in the houses. Um, but no, we're for, fortunately, we're okay. We're just, you know, we're trying to stay sane uh, like like everybody else. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate everybody that, that joins us every day and listens to us. Uh, if you listened to us yesterday, it was a little bit different than usual. 
uh, hence the diffuser. <laughs> uh, but we do miss you. And and when I reached out to Terry and Pearl, Pearl didn't grab on today, so we're going to get Pearl to check in with us another day. The first thing they asked if they could come here, and it wasn't just, <laughs> they wanted jello shots. Again, we're back to the yeah. jello shots. Yeah. Where we started 30 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Terry, oh, you, you could have just lined them outside on the sidewalk. I would have done curbside pickup. Curbside pickup. <laughs> All right, we're in. Uh, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll make some and throw them out on the curb. That's good, because we'll, I need some. We'll, 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 just, we'll throw them out there. <laughs> uh, well, we're glad to see you and glad to hear you. Uh, please keep us uh, updated through your posts. Yes, keep um, them. You haven't funny. killed the cat yet. The cat hasn't killed you. No, but he did call in a bomb threat when I tried to homeschool him. <laughs> uh, I didn't see today's post. What were you, what were you ranting about today? Oh, I went to babble.com to try to oh, learn right. my language. It's all Greek. It's all Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Babbel's actually, if, if, if anybody actually wants to try using it, I used it before going to Italy a, a few years ago, and it actually does work. Yeah, pretty, some of those apps are pretty, they're actually pretty good. I mean, you can get the basic. Yeah. You can learn a new language before you come to work. <laughs> 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 oh, I, <think> so. <laughs> I know Pearl's tried to teach you Spanish over the years and it hasn't worked. So why? No, why it hasn't worked. I let her deal with all the Spanish. <laughs> well, Terry, uh, it, it's can nice. I, to wait, face. Can I tell you the story about Pearl? Because I was going to oh, tell Pearl you the story anyway. Watching. Pearl's watching. I just got a text message. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so there was a day when we had on the cosmic and all the music, and this. Young, these two young kids came up to return their shoes, and Pearl wouldn't give them back their shoes until they danced. <laughs> so hey, I guess they did. And they couldn't dance. <laughs> but they did it anyway. They did it. Yeah. Oh, Dennis said, how about you learn English? Ooh. <laughs> oh. Dennis, you know, Dennis has been pushing, pulling, pushing all the buttons uh, yeah, from yeah. home. Uh, while while we're here live, he's yelling at me, telling me to haircut. Uh, yeah, all right, Dennis. Wait till we get back you back here. We may check in on him. Maybe. Well, we, or it's well, Dennis we and it's not Olivia. Well, we, it's true. We don't know that no, because and Olivia's both, been in. They, both of them have come in and out oh. and watching the shows or watching together, or they're totally separate in the house. I don't know. Oh, Terry. Well, we do miss you. Yeah, I miss you guys too. Uh, before we know it, we'll be back at it, pulling each other's hair out. Look at how precisely she has a bowling pin set up in the back. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, <laughs> right, in the, right in the corner. Terry. I've got bowling pins in my house. <laughs> uh, really, thank you for dropping in. Uh, we miss you. you. We'll see you soon. We'll do it this again. Nice. And Pearl's watching. We make sure to have Pearl drop in. Uh, how awesome was Norm today? Oh, he was amazing. And let me tell you, between him and Belmo, those interviews were great. They really were. I've learned so much about the two of them. Yeah, they're they're good. You know what? We've been so lucky that every every person that we've had on has been very sharing and genuine. And uh, you know, listen, I think we're we're this is tremendous for us. I mean, Frankie and I are like every time we get somebody, we're like, guess who we got? Guess who we got? And we're like, <laughs> and you know, we just honestly, we we really just sit here and talk to them. It's not like we have a page of questions. People will suggest things, but we're just talking, you know, and they're great. And, you know, everybody's been great. It's, 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 it's great. We're blessed, blessed. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. 
Hi, Liz. Oh. Hi, Terry. <laughs> well, Terry, go back to doing whatever you were doing. Uh, are you actually cooking, or you, or is Jody's takeout the, the deal every night? Uh, Jody's is just once a week. I've actually had to cook every night. Other than that, what's your favorite thing to cook? Curbside pickup. <laughs> <laughs> she posted that today on the uh, on our phone. Note. Yeah. Oh, too funny. All right, Terry. All right. We will Bye, see guys. you later. Love you. Miss Bye. you. We'll talk to you Bye. soon. Oh. Good old Terry. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Uh, hey, um, so <laughs> we've been asking you to share your um, bowl at home videos. And uh, we've got some good ones. Uh, I came across this one yesterday. Our friend Daniel O'Leary, uh, formerly of the Advance, working at the Daily News, I believe yep. now. Yep. And uh, the Easter Bunny brought. Um, some treats for uh, his kids, of course. And uh, one of them happens to be a bowling set. Uh, check this out. So they're bowling in their yard, which is pretty cool. Watch them. <laughs> Good job, Jake. And Jake, obviously, you know, forget about the bowl, but then the bowl, apparently the bowl popped and we had to resort to a new way of bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, what do you think? I think is much more effective. I like that one. How cool is that? That's great. I like. Thank it. you, Dan, for sharing that. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, keep sharing those. A uh, hashtag bowl from home. Uh, you know, we also started. Uh, oh, you know what, Naz? Introduce the uh, today's meme of the day. Meme of the day. The stimulus check is for essential things. The stimulus check is for essential things. The stimulus check is for essential things. Bowling balls. <laughs> Bowling balls. Uh, which goes right in theme of what Norm what said. said. Everybody's going to And we didn't even, you know what's funny? We picked that because uh, people were getting their stimulus checks and posting today uh, that they got their checks or, or waiting for their check or waiting for their money. And uh, I couldn't get into my bank. I couldn't even get into... Uncheck the on. app today, yeah, because everybody else is checking. checking their app. So, not only did we check it for the check, it was checking for the check. Uh, it was about the uh, the perfect timing for Norm telling us you need bowl balls. Yeah, but you know, a good point. Somebody said that it's not really a stimulus check because it's not to stimulate the economy, it's a relief check, right? That hopefully people are using for things. Well, I guess you could say you really need a bowling ball. I'm not going to try to talk you out of buy a bowling ball, but um, you know, so I think there's a little in the wording of that is a little, you know, stimulus or relief check. So, but by all means, uh, bowling balls are necessary. Yeah. And if you're not practicing at home in any way, shape or form, um, do something, keep you, keep yourself active and moving. Uh, you might not have your bowling equipment to put your it might be here in a locker or uh, but if you do have your equipment uh norm makes a great point <laughs> our hands are not going to be as swollen yes as they thumbs are the are. same thumbs he are said. the same size i'm already feeling that too uh after not bowling so for a few weeks uh well live from rabs you really never know what to expect you never know you never know who's going to come in who's going to pop in norm norm <laughs> Duke. Duke. I love him. I love Norm. I'm going on record. 
He's awesome. as if people didn't know that already. When I introduced him at our youth dinner, he's the one person who honestly I was what do you call it? We're not starstruck, but you get like a tongue tied. No, you were starstruck. It happened to me like one other time. You were starstruck. Go ahead, talk, talk about that. Go ahead, talk but about then that I got bit. starstruck by yeah. Norm. You did. He he he's just a great guy. He's not he's he calls somebody else the greatest of all time. I think he is one of the greatest of all time. So to be able to meet him and and talk to him and like we talk to him here, like he's you know, he comes across like a regular guy. So to me, that makes and even the words he used that and it comes across in his actions that he doesn't put himself above anybody and um he's he's a genuine person and the, to watch him interact with the kids and that's how could you not love that guy how could you not love him he's a great guy he's he is guy. and you know i was joking around when a little bit when they were here and you guys they, they were i'm getting these <laughs> funny stories we really had a great time with them oh yes that's an additional yeah, that's party a, was separate but totally yes. separate However, that same day, uh, you know, Rob <laughs> Butler talks about his experience when he was 11 years old. But if I remember that day, uh, Norm helped uh, Rob on his uh, trigger step, uh, and, and Rob was oh the, when we was, did that yes when we did that clinic, and that was the the time uh, Rob had pointed that out uh, and got him out of a little bit of what he was doing there uh, and helped his game. If you remember remember that, uh, and a few others, uh, Lisa Wilders was also saying the same thing. Uh, you know, yesterday we were talk we. We were talking about animal. We talked about everything yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday is going to fly by the show about nothing, uh, but it's out there for everybody to remind uh, us how that went. Uh, but we talked a lot about animals, and we had some videos from the zoo. Kenny sent them while he couldn't get on. Uh, we talked about pets, and so we added. So we have the meme of the day. We're looking for your bowl at home, bowling from home videos. Uh, but we have now a new new piece a segment, yes. the pet of pet the day. Pet of the day, and it doesn't have to be a dog or a cat. It could be. Any pet you might have. Well, the first pet of the day was a macaw. For, for, Correct. Was the was the, in the Skittle, shower was Skittles Rock taking in a shower. Skittles Rock. <laughs> well, today's pet of the day. Uh, this comes from the Soto family. Uh, Lucky. This is Lucky, I believe. Lucky. Oh God. <laughs> and of course, Miranda. How cute is that puppy? That's a cute dog. That is today's pet of the day, and I, Kenny was with us yesterday. Uh, and once again, on the stream, it's showing sideways, but that's not how it looks to us here. Uh, I, I gotta work on that. I, I gotta figure this oh, out. Oh, what you mean? That picture is sideways? Yeah, it's showing uh, horizontal instead of vertically. Okay. Uh, but that's right. Uh, you, you get the picture. Uh, he's cute. He's cute. Uh, so thanks uh, to the Soto family for sharing that pet of the day. Uh, he was here with us yesterday. We checked in. He was talking a little bit about work and the drugs and what's happening out there. Yeah. So we appreciate yeah. that too. Very interesting talk yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, Norm brought up uh, our friend Mike Albee. And next week he's going to be on the show with us. Mike Albee. Uh, the one and only. He's been tuning in and, and watching. We were talking yesterday. And he's going to pop into the show next week with us. Uh, but we've got, a, again, another great week. Tomorrow is Food Thursday. <laughs> food Thursday. So Pam, I'm saying Pam. Sylvester will be joining us, and uh, hopefully you're watching her little uh, morning video. She comes on at 9 o'clock promptly, and she just gives a little review of what's going on on the restaurant scene, 
who's doing takeout, who might be offering something special. Uh, actually, I think a couple places maybe kind of reopened this week. And um, Pam is great. Um, she gives great information and um, love watching her. Yeah, if you're not friends with her on Facebook, uh, she's been adding everybody, but it's 9 a.m. and she's got a live piece that she talks exactly what Naz is saying. Yeah. And then on SI Live, uh, she does she pr prints it as a uh, the food diary, uh, the di her Pam's diary, and is talking about what's going on out there. So if you're looking for a new place to check out, uh, be sure to either watch her or then if you didn't get to watch her, check out the the list and it gets updated pretty often uh with the, the restaurants yeah, that are open yeah and and, and we've got some other special guests lined up tomorrow so uh pam food and talking staten island so we're excited and then uh you know the weekend a uh, pro bowl was saturday is uh, we've got friday we've got some special guests uh we're not giving it all away uh and then we'll, we'll continue to talk bowling but then saturday is pro bowl or saturday pro bowl or saturday the uh, Bone family will be joining us, Parker and his lovely wife, Leslie, and maybe the kids, too. Yeah, there's, there's a lot happening there. So. That's all. Yeah, that's. <laughs> We're excited. So yes. Leslie, yes. Parker, and the family, Saturday afternoon. Uh, in the meantime, you know, uh, Naz, I think this was a, a great show. Oh, this is a big one for me. <laughs> I'm going to go home. I'm going to diffuse a little bit more. And uh, you might have started crying before. No, I my my voice cracked a little bit. No, I, I thought I saw you were like there was no up. tears. There was oh, no tears. At, at some, Norman Norman said something that was you know he's he's a good guy. He is a good guy. He really he's awesome. He's uh, a good guy. So uh, thanks for tuning in with us. Thank you for continuing to watch us every day. Yes. Uh, remember, we're here live from Rebs. Every, Every day. day at two o'clock. Until further notice. Until further notice. UFN. UFN. Hashtag UFN. Uh, unless we tell you otherwise. We've had a couple times with special times. No special times at this moment in time. Nope. Two o'clock every day. So please like, share our posts and videos. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe so you get the little notification. Share, uh, share, share. Please. Uh, we want to reach as many people with, uh, with our stories and uh, what's going on inside here or really, you know. Nothing. Nothing. Us. <laughs> uh, thank you, Norm. That was that was great. We really appreciate you jumping in today. Uh, and as I mean, how do we end a, a great show? That was awesome. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>